0: The story monster. Guess who's watching now? Who? Guess who's listening now? <laughs> who's reading now? Who? Who's learning now? This it's the story, story monster. monster. Yes, the story monster. I love reading. The story monster's learning now. Desert Friends, Travels with the Pack Written by Linda Harkey Illustrated by Mike Minnick Copyright Story Monster Press Narrated by Emma Andreasen Moore Produced by the Daydreaming Network To my husband Michael, the source of many useful ideas especially concerning hunting dogs in the field. Animal friends in the Sonoran Desert in Arizona are found in all sizes, shapes, and colors. Rodney, a brown and black speckled roadrunner, has a shaggy crest, a skinny body, a splash of red and blue by his eyes, and a long tail and feet. His best friend, Quincy, a gray-brown gambles quail, has a chubby body, square tail, a small bill, and a question-mark-shaped plume on top of his head. They spend days racing each other through a dry, barren stream bed called an arroyo. Sometimes, Rodney and Quincy play a game to see who can jump the highest over desert scrubs such as cactus plants and spiny chawla cacti. One morning, both birds were sunbathing by several cottonwood trees. Quincy asked Rodney, why do you expose the black feathers and skin on your back to the sun? Rodney answered, when it's chilly in the morning, that's how I warm up. Quincy focused on Rodney and cackled. My cubby stays warm all evening by making a circle with our rear ends facing in and our heads facing out. We look like a ball of feathers. Rodney peered at Quincy. You have a cubby to keep you warm? I'm by myself. You could join us, but you're way too long and skinny with that tail and beak. We couldn't keep you warm. Then, while pecking the ground... Quincy asked. Why do people call you a roadrunner? Rodney clucked. I guess they've heard the story about roadrunners running on roads toward cars and getting smashed. Personally, I only run on desert floors. I'm powerful and fast. Did you know I can outrun a lizard? Well, I can outrun ants and spiders. Quincy chirped as he scratched the ground. Rodney turned around to face Quincy. Sometimes I see you walking backwards. Why do you do that? (laughs) I poop better that way, Quincy chuckled. After squawking some more, both birds took their morning nap. Later that day, Quincy found Rodney perched on a prickly pear cactus pad near the arroyo. A plump brown and gray lizard had become an easy target for Rodney. Quincy squilled as he hopped through the desert floor toward Rodney. Rodney, what's that hanging out on your beak? What are you doing? Rodney thought. Wouldn't you know, Quincy wants to talk while I'm eating. Rodney mumbled as he held on to the lizard. Today is the best hunt ever. I just caught my favorite meal a lizard. Quincy glanced at Rodney and the cactus. Is that a tarantula stuck on the needles of the green cactus pad? Rodney sighed. All I have to do is keep my beak partially closed so my meal won't fall out. I picked up this blonde tarantula last night and forced it on the pad to save it for another meal. I thought you might be hungry and would want to eat with me. You know, it just doesn't get any better than this. Food, water, and friendship, all in one meal. Poor Rodney. He opened his beak too wide. the plop, plop. The lizard bounced down the flat cactus pad, landed on the desert floor, and darted away. Caw, caw, caw. There goes your lizard. I wonder if he's going to the Lizard Cafe for lunch. Quincy chirped as he turned his head toward the cloud of dust following the lizard. Coo, coo, that's why I have a backup meal. It was wiggling all eight of its furry beige legs. Rodney clamped his bill down on the body of the tarantula and tucked. Finally, Rodney paused. Don't worry, Quincy, this tarantula is big enough for both of us. I'll eat four legs, and you can eat the other four. You're joking, aren't you? You want me to eat a tarantula? You know I only munch on parts of green plants, leaves, seeds, and fruits. Quincy puffed up his chest and continued. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat things that are alive, like insects or bugs, even if others in my cubby do. Okay, I'll eat the entire spider. Rodney yanked at the tarantula, trying to pry it off the short prickles on the pad. Quincy sighed, stood on one foot, and sprang to the other. He was tired of watching his buddy wrestle with the tarantula. Quincy was hungry. He hopped away to find his special honey mesquite tree. Quincy called its green fruit his bean pod delight. He could also roost in the mesquite tree at night to hide from coyotes, snakes, and other animals that might hurt him. Later, Rodney and Quincy were again sunning themselves and snoozing in their favorite flat sandy bottom of the arroyo. Suddenly, Rodney heard noisy breathing and odd beeping sounds coming from behind him. Coo-coo-coo-coo! Rodney yelled. "'Intruder alert! Intruder alert! Wake up, Quincy! There are two huge shadows hanging over us!' "'Chip! Chip! Chip!' chirped Quincy, who was trembling. "'Freeze, Rodney! They won't see us! Where's our cover? We need a thick shrub to hide under, not all this sand! What are they?' Rodney whined and clacked with his beak. "'I don't know what they are, but we have to be brave and face the shadows!' As they turned around, Quincy chirped. Oh, it's just Gator and his three-legged buddy tripod. He was born without his fourth leg. They look like twins. Both their coats are brown and white. Rodney trembled. Aren't you afraid of them? No, Gator and I are friends. Last year, Gator pointed the cubby I was in. We started gabbing, you know, getting to know each other. As soon as Gator heard his hunter, he jumped and barked. That was Gator's signal for us to fly away, which we certainly did. His hunter didn't have a chance to shoot us. Uh Uh-oh, Gator, is it hunting season again? Of course it is. Why else would Tripod and I be pointing you? Gator growled, but didn't change positions. His body was perfectly still with his tail up and one front leg cocked. Tripod nodded and stared at the birds. Are these both quail? They look so different from each other. Tripod still froze with his tail straight up. I'm not a quail. I'm called Rodney the Roadrunner. Go find your own creek bed. This is ours. And what's that beeping sound around your necks? Gator said... The callers start beeping when we stop to point birds. The Great One has a receiver, and he'll be here shortly. Rodney stretched his neck so he could see behind the dogs. Who's the Great One? Tripod barked. He's our hunter. Suddenly, they all heard a low-pitched roar. It was the sound of tremendous amounts of muddy water swirling over sand and gravel and coming down the arroyo. The damp smell of sage and the morning's mountain thunderstorm were rushing toward them. They felt vibrations from under the sandy ground. Quincy screamed as he flew out of the creek bed. Get out now! Rodney, terrified of the rumbling sound of water, crashing against the banks of the arroyo, shouted... Coo, coo, as he raced away from the danger. Quincy and Rodney didn't stop until they reached the desert floor above the arroyo. Gator and Tripod heard the thundering water just as Quincy and Rodney did. They both sprinted down the stream bed. The faster they ran, the faster the water rushed toward them. Gator jumped out of the arroyo, but plowed right into a cholla cactus. He howled as the spiked thorn stuck high into his back right leg. Tripod scrambled to leap out, but the force of the water swept him away. Gator, Rodney, and Quincy ran along the bank of the arroyo following Tripod. Woof! 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 Gator howled. Dog paddle! Dog paddle! Keep your head up! The thorns of the had drove deeper into Gator's rear leg, so he lifted that leg up and sprinted on the other three. Rodney, running like a streak of lightning, tried to keep up with Tripod and the charging water. He was so fast that his feet barely touched the ground. Quincy, also a fast-moving bird, flew in short flights with fierce wingbeats, gliding to the ground. Tripod! frequency screeched head toward us there's a sandbar panting and splashing tripod struggled toward the long sandbar he clawed at the sand but the water barreled down the arroyo and swept him farther down the creek bed gator huffing and puffing from chasing after tripod barked paddle this bank is right here along the gully Rodney raced ahead of Gator. You can do it, Tripod. Keep going. Quincy shrieked. Now, grab the bank. Orf, orf, orf. Tripod gulped for air. He swallowed more muddy water. He lunged and hoisted his body onto the sandbar. Then he slipped, lost his footing, and fell back into the whirling stream of water. Now he looked scared. Tripod! screamed Quincy. You can do this! Get close to the bank! Dig your paws deep in the sand! Gator will grab your collar with his teeth and drag you out! Gator, Rodney, and Quincy watched as Tripod leapt one more time, landing on the sandbar closest to the bank. Gator bit down on Tripod's collar. He yanked and tugged and finally dragged him out. Tripod was drenched. He coughed and wheezed and spit up brown, sandy water. Then he sank down on the sand, panting. Quincy, Gator, and Rodney surrounded him. Tripod whimpered, Thanks for saving me. I'm glad you're my friends. Rodney screamed as he shook. There's another gigantic shadow over us. Freeze! The shadow won't see us. We're invisible. Quincy chirped. Roof! 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 Tripod gasped and wheezed. It's the Great One. Their hunter knelt down by Gator and patted him. Good boy. Good boy. That was a close one. You saved Tripod. He reached for his needle-nose pliers and gently removed the stout cholla thorns from Gator's upper leg. Gator howled. Ouch! Ouch! The Great One patted Gator again and picked up Tripod. Boys, you must be tired. It's time to leave. I had a hard time finding you with all that flooding, even with the beeper collars." He stood up and looked around. What's wrong with those two birds? They haven't moved since I arrived. I wonder what adventure you've had with those birds. The Great One shook his head. Come on, boys. Let's go home. Rodney and Quincy watched the Great One and the dogs leave. Tripod and Gator barked and glanced back at the birds. Quincy turned to Rodney. Queer, queer. Rodney I'm tired from all that flying and running it's time for our meal and another nap Rodney glanced at Quincy we weren't invisible that hunter saw us Quincy straightened up and glared at Rodney my cubby says we're only invisible when hunters are farther out once they're close they can see us let's call it quits for the day and find a snack Quincy strolled along with Rodney, thinking about their two new friends. I can't wait to see them again. This has been the most excitement we've ever had. The End